Kutelek, it's like the calm before the storm. Hi, I'm Sada. And I'm Sada. And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through our email at no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Um, disclaimers for today, I am very sick, so my voice might sound weird and I might cough in your ears. I apologize for that. Uh, also, because I am sick and I can't breathe, I am not using my handy dandy comforter system, so <laughs> if there's any background noise, just understand that I like life and I like breathing and I sacrifice sound quality for me continuing to live, you know, be a part of this world. So I'll be fine. Just just suck it up. Any disclaimers on your side, Sada? Nope. Well I've already said it all. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get this show started. Let this week has been anakalumtik. Anna, anakalumtik. Kutelek, it's like the calm before the storm. Exactly. Last week was quiet for a reason, because literally from jump, this week has been on. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. Yeah, I agree. This this week um, has been doing the absolute most. The absolute. Like, it's so extra. I I don't understand. I don't understand. It's crazy. But we'll we'll try to get through it. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. All right. So first on the agenda is um a story that happened early last week about and this is like part of the trend of Sudanese people starting to air their grievances about businesses on social media and as like they should the, as they should yeah and seeing the reaction of these companies or like seeing them get their what's due to them because of the incredible power of social media so I think we talked about this once before. Wasn't that our first episode? Um, I think so. With the Salamon bun? Yeah. <laughs> With the Salamon roll. This is kind of similar to that. So this guy uh, posted on, um, I think the original post was on Twitter. He posted on Twitter talking about the fact that he went to Nasal Berberi Hyundai, the Hyundai dealers here, to um, buy a car. Yeah. And I guess they had an offer for like financing or whatever. So he applied the down and what a cool way you have. And they told him, no, Mafi Mushkila, come back. Okay, though, by the way, he figured out in their, his application or whatever was denied. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was denied financing for the car. When he asked, they basically were like, we're not going to tell you. You got to leave. And so he was like, no, I'm not going to leave until I see a manager. Good for him. And he sat in the lot, in the like reception area of the. <clears throat> I don't know, I think it was the showroom or Ma'afa. I'm not really sure on like where exactly it was. But him mm-hmm. God by the show yell with that security who got no yell stars, you gotta leave and they tried to escort him out of the building. And then finally a manager came down and was like, basically, we don't have to tell you shit. Like, get to bouncing. And so he he wrote about it and he was basically like, This is the most unprofessional way that I've been you know, I've been like treated before and you know, my paperwork was complete, I had enough money, I had bought a car from them in the past. 
and I'd never had a problem with you know them like approving my financing or whatever. And I'm a fine with such no, no, no. And him, this came on the tail end of another story. If you are on Twitter, he's like a pretty, I, I think a pretty. Uh, he has a pretty big following on Sudanese Twitter. Muktaba um, Musa, I think his name is. Yeah. He had a similar story, but with telephonat, basically telephonat Like they, he took his phone in to get fixed, and uh, they fucked it up even more, and then tried to make him pay half for their own mistake. Yeah. So he wrote about it. <clears throat> on Twitter and it shared and so they the company or the Mahal ended up creating a Twitter account specifically to respond to him and be like, hey, uh, we'd love to help you out. Ma ba'arif shinu, and that was, I guess, the headquarters. Ba'arif shinu, lakin. Ma hudaimen kida. Like it's it's always when they get dragged, they're like, um, yeah, well. Yeah. So he he um went to meet with the with the people at headquarters who were like, la la, this is a fari jadid min yani mahilat nadiyo kida, and they're not really still haven't been trained very well. So Muktaba shared this, and then. And then maybe a few days later, this story happened, or maybe a week later, this story happened with Hyundai. Okay. And so he was sharing, and I actually found it through him because he shared it and was like, "You need to get yours." Yeah, Okay. Because we now know the power of social media. Anyway, so it got shared for a bunch, a bunch of times, and I think even on Facebook, And he posted it on Al Barbari's Facebook page. They yeah. were like, "This is what happened to me." Blah blah blah. Y'all need to handle it. And they released a statement in response that was basically like we denied him financing and we have every right to deny him financing and everything that he said was wrong you know they tried to kick him out of the place apparently it never happened yeah and uh we you know like professionalism and basically sorry not sorry oh that's how you're gonna play it okay it was literally like a paragraph of nothing of just like and what? Yeah, we denied him. Yeah, we didn't tell him why we denied him. We are not obligated to do jack. Girl, even the Salomon Roll people came up with at least like a half-assed apology. No, there was no apology. But from what I read, there was... As half-assed as it was, at least it was, you know, an attempt at an apology. Right, it wasn't even a half-assed apology. It was like, basically, they called him a liar. Yeah. <laughs> and then said... <laughs> Like, we're not going back on anything, which I thought was really interesting. Well, okay. My question is, are they... I mean, I'm I'm not clear on this, but, like, you have the right to know why you're denied financing. It's not like... It's not even... You can't even call it confidence. Honestly? It's like, we denied you because your funds, well, uh, your bank account, well, uh, something, you know? They're supposed to give you some reason, right? Honestly, I, I don't even know if they're, like, legally obliged to tell him why they um, refuse to finance this uh, car or whatever mm-hmm. but what I'm pretty sure of is that the manager could have at least talked to him and you know explained this to him in a more civil manner right. instead of trying to kick him out like the manager could have come down and been like you know what we we can't really tell you why I'm really sorry you know it's her process um, I can't let you in on the deed but it is what it is right. and I'm sure that if if the guy had taken the time um 
And, you know, if he had been polite, then it, it wouldn't have gone this far because he'd been like, you know, this sucks and I think I have the right to know, but at least, you know, you're telling me this in a half decent way, so. And I think that's the interesting part is that like from his story, the way that the manager, because the manager did come down eventually, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on details, but the manager did come down eventually and was basically like, you need to go. Like, yeah. he wasn't even trying to to be diplomatic in any way or like be nice or he was just like and I think that's the interesting part about the story one the fact that they wanted to kick him out of a place where as he even said in his post I wasn't making noise I wasn't making a scene I wasn't being disrespectful I wasn't being loud I was just asking to see a manager yeah, to explain and why I was in this situation and like the fact that their reaction was so over regardless of whether or not they were obliged to tell him why they declined his financing they could have just you know been more diplomatic about it because he wasn't like you know trying to cause a scene right. or fight anyone he was just sitting there minding his own damn business trying to understand why he spent so much time and money on this right. and you know why it's not working out which is completely understandable so even if you know the reasons for not financing mm. his um, application or whatever I don't know what it's called. Uh, the reason for rejecting this um, financing thing, mm -hmm. even if it is confidential and, you know, they have no obligation to tell him, then okay, but why? Like, why rude? Yeah. Why so rude? Like, that doesn't make any any sense whatsoever. But I think it's just like the running trend of, of what we see. Like, all of these stories have one common factor in that the people who are, you know, representing the business are often rude and begin like they're just not even trying to be polite or trying to adhere to any sort of like customer service values or professionalism. Why though? Like, it's like they're doing you a favor. But you're you're telling me they had an offer and that's why he, you know, applied for financing mm -hmm. and that's why he wanted to buy a car with them, right? Mm -hmm. Well, usually if you have like special offers or promotions or whatever, you're trying to get clients and customers. Right. That's the whole point of doing, you know, ad, like an ad campaign or a promotion or anything of that sort. So when clients do come to you, uh, why? Like you're defeating why? the purpose of all this trouble you went through. This is so yeah, nonsensical. Exactly. It's, like, it's like an oxymoron. Hey, let's get in all these customers and then treat them like shit. Yeah. Like what? What? Like doesn't even make any sense. What are you doing? What is logic? Like and I, and I it was kind of saddening because I was reading through people's like even with Muktaba's experience, people are like, oh, it doesn't matter if you complain about it. And it's just yeah. like that's why yeah that's why they're like this because yeah. nobody complains and that's that's exactly what we were saying when we were talking about the whole uh, starbucks incident mm -hmm. is that people are so used to bad customer service that they a don't understand their power is paying customers right. and b don't really care to change it so <laughs> yeah you're right it's sad do better right do better you, you need to want better for yourself also good for whoever posts their experience and whoever shares that and whoever like goes after what they 
what they are owed or what they deserve, good for you. Yeah. Because that's what you should do. And they should, you know, companies should be held accountable. They should be held accountable. They are everywhere else, so they should be here. And I think Mukhtaba or someone else recommended to him to, like, send it to, like, don't just stop here. Send it, send the story to Hyundai so that they know that, like, these are your agents, these are your official agents, and this Mm -hmm. is how they deal with customers. Like, do you want this? So then when I saw El Berberi's, their response, I was like, dang, they don't even care, dude. Like, So was that the end of it? That's it? They wrote that horrible response and that was and it? And that was it. And I haven't heard anything about the story since. I think I think I was so makhlu'a that I, like, I think everybody was just like, whoa, okay, well. Yeah, because that's like a whole new level of disrespect. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what the actual fuck? Basically, the fact that you all but said he's a liar. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you took time out of your precious day and you went on Facebook and you wrote that he was a liar. Right. The thing that's interesting, I'm trying to remember how the statement was signed, if it was like management or if it was just the Facebook page. I don't remember. But I can't imagine management signing off on something so short and so like... But would you be surprised though? Because he asked to speak to the manager and instead of, you know, like Iradihu and whatever, this guy kicked him out. So... Yeah. Yeah, good point. Like, the level of professionalism is just inexistent. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the same manager went and wrote this little paragraph and signed off on it. So, well, I don't know. Also, I'm, I, I don't even think they have, like, a proper community manager or whatever so it was probably management well that's sad um everybody needs to do better companies are the first to do better because bro we pay you money for things so and everybody needs to complain yeah people need to understand the power of complaint the power of complaining at a large scale not just like telling your friends but actually going out and like making it public that has weight yeah that has so much weight more weight than you think and holding people accountable in other news in other very 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 confusing news all week there's been this thing going around that Yamata Khartoum is being yes. a sold b transferred c made into like just like a heritage site girl i have no idea i tried so hard to understand what was going on i honestly do not know sis i am so confused like i i don't know what the bottom line is and every time i think i understood the issue and it starts to get clear something happens that completely yeah and when you ask people you keep hearing like conflicting news right so i don't really know who to believe anymore thing like yeah and, and i've seen pictures on okay let me let's just give some background first for people who don't know okay you know what before before you give background let me just tell you this even before like i knew what was really happening and before i could understand the whole situation the first thing i noticed was people's reactions because as fucking usual a lot of people on twitter were like oh my god people are dying in darfur i'm like what what who asked you? Can we also sit your ass down? Talk about the fact that people really hate Jamaat al Khartoum. Like, there is this thing on Twitter every so often. And as a person who did not study here, I cannot relate at all. Me neither. I don't have that much, like, school spirit. No. <laughs> like, no, Almost non-existent none. here. Like, actually, none. People, like, cape 
and stand for their schools, dude. I, I don't, don't I've it. never, I've never seen something yeah. like that before when it wasn't like sports teams. You know what I mean? Like in the States, people might like be all gung-ho about their college sports yeah. team, like their college football team or basketball team or whatever. But nobody's ever been like... But it's, it's. I believe it's like, because um, Jam'at al-Khartoum is kind of like the elitist kind of university. So everyone, you know, who doesn't go to Jam'at al-Khartoum really resents that or whatever, which is fine. I can understand it. But really, your response to this, you know, very serious matter is, oh, well, people are dying in that... Like... Shut the fuck up. When was the last time you cared or thought about that food? Yeah. And what is this like knee-jerk reaction of compassion or like what? Also, can you not just let people care about what they want to care about? Like also, what is this? Those things are not mutually exclusive. <coughs> like I can care about what's going on in that food and care about what's going on for Yamat Khartoum too. Like it's not they're not mutually exclusive. Like it's not our brains can handle more than one thing at a time or most of us. Yeah anyway like i, I don't I get just, it i don't get that i don't I get how do that's everybody's first like the first thing they jump to like bruh i was watching this video and the guy was like well you know some people wipe their asses but they don't really floss so you see how these two things are not really related and i'm like <laughs> yeah that is exactly what it is so yeah, let 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 people floss, yeah. you know, like let people be, like let people care about what they want to care about. And also, people are so blasé right now that if anyone cares about anything, like that's just that's a victory to me. Word. So let just let people care about whatever they want. Just stay in your lane. Alish. Not anyway. everything needs to be a battle. Like not every issue needs to be like my issue is more important than yours. Just let them all be. Issues. And it's not even. It's usually issues you don't even care about, but you're just like bringing them up to bring down other people's issues. Like what? And also, can you not understand that it's just human nature? that people tend to care more about issues that hit home. So this is their university. They care about it. They want to make a stand. Let them be. Why, why are you mad? Right. Why, just why are you mad? Right. So the story is, <clears throat> according to, shout out to my cousin, Ibn Auf, yeah. who gave me the rundown Bless earlier him. after I was like, I don't get this. Someone explain it to me. So this is a, a, among the explanations I received. His was the most sensical. Okay. So it says, he says that basically there was a meeting between Mudira Yama and Naib Rais, and after which Naib Rais announced that he is supporting like an initiative to develop Yamata Khartoum, basically Yamata Khartoum to do what right? though? And Mudira Yama confirms this and says that <clears throat> that some of the kulliyat, or he says he says here but I'm not sure if he means like all of them or some of them. Anyway, basically transferring a kulliyat from from where they are now to Soba. Okay. And mehim ba'dak social media exploded because in the past the government has like sold parts of Yamat al-Khartoum unbeknownst to everybody so فبعدك <تصفيق> So from them saying that no, this is a plan that's already in place and it's only for certain 
faculties now it's them selling the entire college and making it like a historical fun i have questions which is really interesting and so random so then apparently um the students started to protest and it escalated really quickly it went from like the students i saw a couple of students talking about like doing like a sit-in or ihtisam or something or not going to class to full-on protest there were pictures of like fire in the streets a yabu boris like the riot police came there was like bomban everywhere tear gas being shot at the students and i'm just like wait what and the worst part is nobody even knows what the real story is like like the last thing i saw in the tala bayan min suna which if you don't know is like our official news agency none of this is happening none of the college like faculties are moving and i'm just super confused if it's all been rumors how did it escalate so quickly Why well i i think i could explain that if but. there's no truth to any of it then the escalation makes no sense and and i i mean i consulted with like a few people i've been asking a few people about this and one one person told me that the students protested because they asked to meet with the dean of Jamaat al-Khartoum and he didn't meet with them or like they kept giving them the run around the students kept asking what was happening and the administration kept giving them the run around and then like by saying that the dean was out of the country or whatever blah, 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 and that's why like people that's why it got out of hand and people started protesting but I mean I I think I could understand why it went from 0 to 100 so quickly because isn't um Jamaat al-Khartoum historically known for you know having the most like politically engaged students yeah. and it's it's where all the you know usually the civil disobedience starts mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. so i can understand that as soon as there's like a rumor about anything that might upset the students not only are they quick to react but also the government is very quick right. to send you know right police and tear gas and all of that yeah. yeah so i i can understand that part but i have various questions about everything else like if if the plan was to move those medicine or pharmacy whatever faculties min sab'inat according to this guy why yeah like no really it's like <laughs> it's a legit question yeah i don't understand also another question is how the fuck does the government decide what to do with this historical campus regardless of you know whether they want to make it like how how do they decide that? i don't understand like it khayelin tiyom masalan the queen of england she's like sitting in her living room and she's bored as fuck and she's like oh well the cambridge campus is really nice how about we make it a tourist attraction bitch no that's like a revolution waiting to happen well here's that's- the thing someone made this argument that jamaat al-khartoum is a public university it's a state college so as such the government has free reign to do whatever like they can sell it if they want they can do whatever and ay naam it belongs to the students like in nihaya it belongs to the government to whom عندهم يعني هم عندهم الحق انه يعملوا اي حاجه do they though which i don't necessarily agree i don't really with, think but it is an that's argument that's how it works it's a state college. college or a state university and therefore I mean if if you're going to make that <coughs> argument then yes the government can pretty much do whatever they want with you know public buildings and whatever but they can also be held accountable yeah. because like it, no you actually can't 
do whatever you okay okay i mean i think the the thing that bothers me the most there are two things that really bother me about this story one that everybody and they mama is out here releasing statements like (laughs) can we get a consensus can we not talk until we know what's happening like alayla nay barayti qul hayya bukra mudira jama qul hayya baad bukra yqulu wazir siyaha yqul hayya whatever like are you kidding me like what but then this whole thing is so confusing but the consequences are very real yeah. because i saw that some students were arrested uh, some just disappeared yeah, nobody knows where the fuck they are like this is serious this is huge yeah like, it's not a, it's i don't not understand how nobody's freaking out about I this know. no it, it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense and and like you would think that people would be a little bit more careful and I'm, when i say people i mean administrations like official parties would be a little more careful with how they mm-hmm. handle the situation yeah. considering that it is, has become so serious you would think That's wouldn't one. you number two is the fact that like <clears throat> there's <clears throat> there's a segment of people who are saying that like uh-huh so what yani kanid baat ma ba'rishun aslan di is a plan from the 70s to like move these colleges and whatever is it though you like, don't even know at this point like nobody what? knows <laughs> seriously though <laughs> True. One, you don't even know. And two, today, Alayla, if you say that we're going to say that we're going to so that we can preserve a jama, preserve the, like the, the buildings on campus or whatever, and, and, talk, and really talk about like how we're going to preserve this heritage mm-hmm. site. And yeah, that might be understandable. Like, I would be cool with that. But the thing is that, that there's no guarantee of that. What has there ever been a guarantee of that? Let's look at the actual heritage sites that we have. Let's look at the pyramids and all the temples that have just fallen to ruins. Matav al Qawmi, you just touch the shit. Like, just, <laughs> like, grab stuff. All upon the statues. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, when we talk about preserving heritage, we don't know what that means. Yeah. So we can't just be talking about it all which, willy-nilly. Which is exactly why I think it's just an excuse. Exactly. Which means, what are they really going to do with it? If they're really trying to get people yeah. out, if they're really trying to sell the college, who are they trying to sell it to? And for what? Like, these are all mm. questions that we need to ask. Valid question. And I think for people who are like, oh, this isn't, whatever, all they want to do is, as somebody who is a complete outsider, I have never, I mean, I have no connection with Jamaat al-Khartoum. I didn't go there. I'm, I'm as detached as they come. Wait, didn't her parents go to Jamaat al-Khartoum? What do they think of this? I asked my dad, actually. I was like, hey, have you heard about this stuff about Jamaat al-Khartoum? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, then. I was like, all right, well. All right. Well, okay. So it's one thing. I mean, so I'm as detached as they come, right? But this is this is history, Juana. Regardless of whether you went there or not, this is history. This is part of our nation's history. I understand. That is exactly what I was going to say. Because also as as an outsider, as someone who's not being directly affected by all of this and, you know, who has no dog in this fight, honestly, I I understand the pre- the people who are protesting. Right. Because if I were in their shoes, I think I would care. Because this is, a lot of people have an emotional connection to that place. And it's, um, like you said, it's history. It's also one of the few nice buildings that are still standing in Khartoum. You know? I mean, it's not just like history for the people who went there. It's history for the region. Jamaat al-Khartoum has an incredible legacy. I know. 
it is not living up to it at the moment, or you can argue that it's not living up to it at the moment. But historically, mm-hmm. Yamali is a big deal. People came from all over the like all over the place. Yeah. I agree. Like internationally, to study for Yamata Khatum, to teach for Yamata Khatum, like it's not, it's a big deal. Yeah. And <clears throat> I know that people like to be like, oh, who cares about all that stuff that happened hundreds of years ago or whatever? Like, no, you have to care. Just like you care about the pyramids. The same way, this is something to be proud of. Yamata Khatum is something to be proud of. The legacy of Yamata Khatum is something to be proud of, whether you go there or not. Just as a person who comes from this country, it's something nice. It's one of the few positive things we have. You don't have to like go out in the street or blah for it, but at least understand that perspective. Like at least respect that point. Like, mm-hmm. but I just I don't know. I'm I'm I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but like I just feel like we don't care about our heritage at all. If you go to Bigrawiya and you see the graffiti on the Bigrawiya, this is exactly why people don't care about what's happening in Yeah. If you're okay with drawing. Amal plus Ahmed heart on something that is thousands of years old, right? Then, of course, you're not going to care about or what it means for us, for our history, or what it means for our heritage. Of course, you're not going to care. You have no concept of that. You have no concept of the importance of history, of, of heritage. That's, that's also something that's really rooted in the very poor educational system. Right. Because I, I think that's the kind of thing you learn in school. I mean, I've, I've done most of my schooling in Morocco. And they pound you with the glories of Moroccan histories and all the empires and all of that. And people are really attached to their heritage. And, you know, all the historic sites. And, I mean, I, I think that's something you're taught you can't just be expected to wake up one day and be really proud of your country no like people need to teach you this is why this is important this is why this was a big deal I agree I agree that it's something that's taught like being proud of your heritage or just understanding it's important it's something that's taught and we're not really taught that yeah and I think we also grow up in a very pessimistic very negative environment of like everything associated with Mm -hmm. Sudan is bad that like bleeds into everything it bleeds into how you view your Sudanese-ness it bleeds into how you view things in Sudan it bleeds into how you view the very like quintessential Sudanese things like Yamata Khartoum, like, yeah. you know, all of these, like, these institutions that, you know, are, I don't want to say controversial, but polarizing for a lot of people. Like, like you said earlier, for those people who associate a Yama with mm-hmm. our current climate or the people who are in a yama and have very or have had very bad experiences with yama whether it's because of their like political leanings or their activities or or just you know or just having a, a shitty experience in terms of like being a student yeah and being shat on by professors and whatever so it's it's complex but i think that at the end of the day people are confusing the people of Yamata Khartoum and the system of Yamata Khartoum with the physical Yama. The legacy yeah. and, and, yeah. It's, and its history. Mm-hmm. I got in a really interesting and weird and completely off-point discussion earlier. Oh, God, I saw that. I, I, what is logic? What, what, what is logic? It's what is the... It's not part of his vocabulary because he basically was like, his tweet, his original tweet was, I should have in me, I mean, Talbat Yamata Khartoum Munaqabat. عشان كذا I'm paraphrasing أحسن يبيعوا زاتو بدل يقروا فيها داعشين دير. to which just like 
What? Bruh, did you, like, did you decide to wear your dumb helmet this morning? Or is it just, like, built into your head? What? uh, What? How do those two... Where do you... And that's also why there's so much confusion about this whole issue. Because nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about, but they insist to post their dumbass opinions. Like, sit your ass down. How is that going to change anything? You do understand that... What is logic? What? They're what? still going to be here. They're still going to be Jama'at Al-Khartoum. It's just going to be in a different... Like, do you understand that that doesn't mean that it's going to be wiped off the face of the earth? Like... That's not the end of Jamaat al-Khartoum. Like, oh what? <laughs> what is logic? Selling something like this is not gonna, it's not gonna benefit anybody. We're gonna lose something very important to us. We're gonna lose a part of our heritage and we're not gonna gain anything in exchange. It's not like gonna be like, it's not like they're gonna put it towards something useful or... I just, I sympathize with all the love that are taking a stand. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Um, I hope that you guys, I hope that your classmates or your colleagues, your underclassmen, whatever they are, I hope they're found and I hope they're safe because that's some scary shit. Yeah. And for those people who are making their opinions known about how little they care about University of Khartoum, you are totally entitled to your opinion. But to say that it should be sold just because Yamat Khartoum students are annoying to you is a little. That's dumb. It's short sighted. That is so dumb. And also, just, like, if if you don't care, we can understand that. But, because people are taking this very seriously. Yeah. They're taking it so seriously that they're paying for this <laughs> with, I don't want to say their lives, because I really hope it doesn't get to that, but with their well-being and their safety. So, just just be be considerate. Like, are we gonna ask people to be considerate every week like <laughs> we should just record it and like put it in just like as a weekly disclaimer yeah. hi be considerate <laughs> everything about this week is confusing all of it all of it and strange and just when you think you got a grasp on the topic it like does a 180 and you're like wait <laughs> what i don't how did we get here <laughs> yeah which brings us to Erica Badu, I feel like you should contact. I feel like this is yours. <laughs> Why? I, I don't want this. Okay. Miss Badu is my. I, I just. I am concerned. I feel okay. So you're still you're still in denial about her being like hardcore hotep. Okay, let me break it down. <laughs> so <laughs> this week there was an article um, floating around the timeline saying that public schools in New Zealand want to change or rather readjust um, school uniforms for girls uh, by making their skirts longer because the length of their skirts right now is distracting to other male students and male teachers. That's so creepy. That's <laughs> so gross. Man, I know. (laughs) Understandably, this made a lot of people very angry, and it sparked um, the never-ending debate on why is it always women's responsibility to dress and act a certain way to not, you know, arouse or distract men, and why is it always their responsibility to take every possible measure to not be harassed or assaulted when men basically get a free pass for being predators. But the debate really got heated when Miss Erica Badu decided to take a break from whatever she was doing that day, I don't know, like oiling her scalp or whatever, 
and just share her opinion on that article with the whole world. So she basically said that she agreed with the article that male teachers being distracted by students' skirts is just human nature because, you know, that's instinctive for any straight male dealing with a woman of childbearing age. Um, that's so creepy. So <laughs> And therefore, she said that knee-length skirts would be a fair compromise for everyone. Uh, to be fair, she said a lot of things and, you know, she was quite happy to, like, respond to the backlash and engage with people. Which I appreciated. But to me, that was, that was, that was the gist of it, basically. I don't even care about whatever she said. But here's where I, here's where my denial kicks in. Because she was, I feel like the 140 characters, the way they're set up, she couldn't get her point exactly across. Like it made it halfway and then tripped oh, hell and like no. rolled down the hill. And then hell like every time she no. put out a new tweet, I'm like, I get no, I mm -mm. don't get it. Wait, I, girl, oh, no. I, do I get it? Wait, oh no, I don't. No, I, I don't get no. it. And I just no, no, Jesus fix it. I no, feel like she no. meant well. She meant well. Can we I'm agree sorry, that she no. meant well? But like, just um, couldn't. <sighs> I'm not gonna say she meant well. Wow, you're just not gonna let me feel better. What I will no, but here's the thing. In her defense, at the end of the day, she is a mother who has daughters, and as a childless person, I can't understand or judge how and what people teach their kids but I'm guessing that you know from a mother's perspective especially when you have daughters okay you know maybe you want to teach them to be badass and you know tell them that they can be and do whatever they want and that these men's little wieners they're not their responsibility and all of that but at the end of the day your priority your main concern is the safety of your child so you like you're you're not just going to send your daughters into the world without, you know, checking the length of their skirt. I understand that. I understand that as a mother who wants her daughters safe, you'd rather check their clothes than, you know, teach every man on the planet to respect their personal space and all of that. I I get it. But girl, everything else like I can't. Mm -mm. I feel like that's what she was trying to say about the Khana. Oh, I feel hell like she no. was trying to be a little more realistic with things and not be like, yeah, yes, we all agree that it is not a young woman's responsibility to control a, a man's urges. Like he should like you, Robana gave you brain and gave you willpower for that reason, right? Just like we control ourselves, you should too. I totally agree with that. But I think what she was trying to say is, and I see it in there somewhere, that like should take all measures possible to keep yourself safe. I'm like, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to like phrase this you're, in a way you're that reaching, you're, you're trying so hard. Like, you know when you get something, but you can't explain it? I feel like that's no. how... That's how I felt reading her tweets. Like, I get it, but I can't explain it. And I feel like she was. I'm telling you, I, like I she understand gets it, that. Like she's trying to say something, 
but she can't explain it properly. She doesn't have the right words. And so every, all the words that she's using are just not the ones. They're not the words to use. But her and wording was so dangerous. But I think, I mean, from like, like a very practical so dangerous. standpoint. Because it would be dumb to not to not be like, okay, if I dress this way, will I be in danger? Like, I feel like that's so inherently wrong. But that's something, I feel like that's something that every single woman on earth thinks about ab- before leaving right. her house, right. you know? But my, my problem is that her wording is so dangerous. Yeah. Because by popular. saying that, she understands that as, you know, straight males, yes, teachers can be distracted by their student's skirt. Like, all the other male students and their raging teenage hormones and whatever. Right. She's talking about male teachers. teachers yeah. So I, this is a situation of adult versus child. Yeah. And not any adult. An adult who's in a position of authority whose job is to take responsibility for these children educate them and keep them them safe and you're telling me that even in that situation it's the girl's job to not distract him yeah like are you out of your rabbit ass mind that's what i'm saying what that's where i was like oh girl not the teachers like she could oh yeah I I, 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 can't, I have no defense for that. <sighs> and then she was saying that, you know, knee-length um, skirts would be fair to everyone. First of all, yeah. fair to whom? Uh, like I didn't understand that. What? Part. I don't get it either. But even if you say, okay, uh, let's add two inches to these skirts. So, uh, like, without even discussing, you know, men and their savage urges or whatever. If you say, like... Um, let's make it knee length because this is going to be more appropriate for school. But like when people invented uniforms, wasn't that like what they considered to be appropriate, appropriate for right. schools? And then 70 years later, you're going to decide that it's not appropriate because men are being distracted. So let's make it a bit longer. I hope I then like what are you going to do in 20, 30 years when, you know, girls still get harassed and uh, male teachers are still quote unquote distracted what like what then are you gonna cover the girls from head to toe like is everyone gonna you know walk around school in a fucking brick like what 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 how how is two inches of clothing gonna change anything yeah i would it, like to it, understand it doesn't. it doesn't it really doesn't the whole thing is just so dumb the whole thing is very painful i loved her last mixtape i'll still jam to that but like i'm good i don't need her to tell me anything else i'm good every time something like this happens i think why do i care like i'll get all like sad or outraged and i'll be like wait why do I care? Of course they're gonna, you know, some celebrity's gonna say some dumb shit because people are dumb. Like, yeah. everybody says dumb shit. Like, it doesn't matter. Who cares if it's Erica Badu saying it? Like, Even she's not immune to saying dumb shit. And she damn well proved that last year when she was, like, defending R. Kelly's black ass. Like, girl. See, I didn't hear about that until you tweeted it. I didn't oh. know that she was... Well, how was she defending him? Um, I think it was at the Soul Train Awards. You know, she was presenting the whole show. And I think he was coming on stage and she was, like, introducing him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, R. Kelly, such a brother. He's done more things for the black community than anyone I know. Including peeing on little girls. And she said that, you know, while the whole outrage was going on and people, you know, were wondering why he was even invited right. and they were, like, boycotting his music and his shows... Like, why, why would you say that? Why, why would you defend this guy?
Who's a predator? Who's a predator? Yeah, and she's like, oh, he's a true brother and this and that. Girl, what? You have daughters. Yeah. Why? Why do you feel the need to, you know, step on this platform and? <sighs> anyway, I'm I'm done. She's so. Yeah. I, honestly. Um. Just I'm just gonna enjoy the music and not think about the person behind the music. Yeah, let's just do that. This happened and then I think it's the same day I came across the outrage on uh, a video made by Hindut Haik who is a Sudanese YouTuber. Yeah. She made a, vid- a video about sexual harassment and she made it in Arabi um, and she was talking about Tarush whatever you wear doesn't matter بنطلون لو شعرك فاتح لو منقبة لو عباية في النهاية حتتعرض إلى التحرش mm-hmm. and it's you know it's a unless you're with a man unless you're with a man right uh, and this is like a very frustrating phenomenon that's happening and ما بعرف شو يعني بتكلم عن حاجة دي and the video was literally mm-hmm. like I want to say it was like two minutes I think it was like three and a half yeah, four minutes yeah it was not yeah. a long video the comments under the video were unbelievable like when people are, are like praying mm-hmm. for you to burn in hell there's one it's one thing to say in english burn in hell that yo that like that says something completely different yeah, it's, like that it's is not a whole a, yeah. other way and here's the thing i had like a, a quick exchange with this girl mm-hmm. on twitter and i explained to her that you know although she made a few valid points i still had a couple of problems you know with the whole video and what she was saying in it and we talked it out and it was very cordial and very civilized okay. and that was that Like, you know, I had an opinion. She listened to my opinion. She was like, okay, thanks. I was like, oh, cool. You know, stay strong with all them comments. The end. And that was it. And I really cannot, for the life of me, understand why people were so... They're scum. They were scum. They were disgusting. People cannot be, are very... Are very um <clears throat> incapable of being civilized and i think this video or the comments on this video <clears throat> really prove that like we have a very serious problem with civil behavior and being cordial we don't believe in that anymore especially when it's somebody that you disagree with you can be cordial we are all about being polite and nice and mm-hmm. cordial to people that we like and people that we are on the same side the moment you disagree i feel like that we throw in people's faces at every chance we get they go out the window ironically we're sitting here like people are like yeah and people are like Uh, like you're really ugly nobody's gonna even look at you inshallah yeah thanks like that's exactly what I'm looking for like anyway besides that off pointness I think the the most terrifying or the most disturbing part of the comments was people's use of al-akhlaq with deen in their argument when their phrasing and what they're saying ma like that they are touting that is so true like the fact when you when you under the guise of you're insulted because he she's insulting really hello irony and that's that's the thing like she okay 
So she posts a video and you're totally entitled to your opinion on the content of the video. Like you can disagree with what she says and you know, or whatever like people were saying, or you know, you don't like her tone, you think she's annoying or whatever. But I think that immediately people judged her character based off yeah. In the comments. Based off of immediately. Just what she like. like that was the First thing, I, I, I'm not even sure most of the people saw the whole video through, but the first thing they went for was this girl's character. And that, that was... And it wasn't, just, it wasn't just about her character. I think when you put yourself out there... Her morals. Not even just... You know, yeah, like... Not even just that, though. When you put yourself out there as, like, a person who makes this kind of public video, yeah, of course you're going to expect some backlash but i think it's one thing to attack the person in the video and it's another thing to extend your gruff to their family to their you know what i mean like can me i'm in the comments or like uh nobody's gonna talk to you because suddenly you know you that that commands respect yeah and people were like oh what are you kidding me? Like, does that not apply to you? The same things that you bring up, they don't apply to you? What about your decency as a person who is addressing this young woman that you know nothing about? And regardless of whether you agree with her or not. Like, even if you disagree with her, what she looks like, that's what bothers me. Oh, she got it. I think it was mostly from her personal experience. It was an observation of what she saw in Sudan regarding sexual harassment, and that was that. You're not supposed to see that behavior as normal or worth defending. You can argue she exaggerated or whatever. But for but you to be like... that's rarely the argument. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that disturbs me. Is that it's like... Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. That's not supposed to be a nabza. It's not supposed to be an insult. Like... Who wants to be harassed? Like, <laughs> what? And yeah. I feel like when anyone talks about, like, sexual harassment or talks about men harassing women or catcalling or whatever, there's always this knee-jerk reaction to defend. لا 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 هم ما كده إنت الكعبة إنت عشان كده إنت بتحرشوا بك عشان هم ما قادرين يتحكموا في نفسهم عشان إنت عملت كده 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 When you should be saying لا, this attitude is غلط هم ما فرض يعمل كده بعد ذا كده دار تغلطه هي برضو ما مشكلة But didn't you share post that a guy wrote about like the three types of girls who get harassed and or something that's what i'm coming am to. i right <laughs> i saw it coming yes this post is a case in point instead of condemning the very vile act 
of harassment and catcalling, you defend it by blaming the victim. As and you're you not do. even saying that there at no point is this person condemning sexual harassment. He's just saying, well, I mean, it's gonna happen. Everybody has a breaking point. Are you shitting me right now? Okay, I'm I'm not gonna deny nature i understand that boys and girls are very different and they approach their sexuality in very different ways which may be related to biology but it's also a consequence of you know social constructs and how they're raised but either way these biological and hormonal differences cannot be a lifelong free pass for men to not be held accountable عشان اه ملاكين دراجل and that's his instinct لما يشوف بيت ملابسه كويس ولا ما عامله ولا ما it's not a free pass your hormones are not a free pass you're not an animal this post in all its ridiculousness when you read this you're like okay this is ludicrous but i think a lot of people think this way the تفكير الناس في النهايه لو انت تحرشوا بيك في الشارع you know what on a very personal level my first ever recollection of being like verbally harassed was in sudan and i think i was i'm gonna say 10 maybe 11 max and this was like a guy in his 30s yeah no no it wasn't like a teenager with like hormones and maybe he didn't know my no 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 this was like a grown-ass adult and it was like super sleazy because i i don't really have i have a a problem with like long-term memory or whatever so i don't really have that many childhood memories but i clearly remember this and it was in sudan like i was on vacation in sudan and we were at like in a park with um at like cousins and friends and whatever and I was like hiding from my friends and this guy just like creeps up on me and I ran the fuck away like even at that age it was traumatizing because I was like what the fuck so like uh uh-huh so what's what's like how was that my fault how it you're so seductive (laughs) i know with like my pigtails or something because i wasn't like i'm okay i'm gonna say this i wasn't even like one of those girls who like developed really early and like grew into their no i was a legit child when i was 10 i was not in my childbearing years i looked like a child probably did something okay yeah probably like cartwheeled a certain way yeah (laughs) i was followed home once at like 10 o'clock at night by a man who could have been in his 40s and (coughs) he couldn't see how i was dressed because i was driving in my car all he could see was my head and that i was female (laughs) that was the only visible thing about me and this man followed me at very high speeds down shadanid all the way to my house all the way to my house my house not my neighborhood my house. I really hope your dad was there and that he, here's like, the funny part. So I turn into my street, which and my house is like two houses down, or like one house down the street. And he stopped at the corner of our street. There were two guys like across from us mm-hmm. and they were outside having conversation. Oh when I parked, I looked at the car in my rear view mirror. And when I came up by the time I got out of the car, he had left. Because he saw that there were two men there. Okay. And I asked them, I was like, did you see a car? Was there a car just there at the edge of the street? And they're like, yeah, but he left. And I was like, 
Okay. And right at that moment, my dad came out the house. Okay. And this was like at like 10.30 at night. <clears throat> there was no reason for my dad to be outside. He opened the door, and he was like, are you Nukanet? He looked crazy. He was like, what are you doing in the street? And I'm like, I just parked. What are you doing in the street? And he was like, get in the house. And I got in the house, and I was like, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah. I just, like, something made him come out to the street. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I was like, that's weird, because I just followed home tonight. And he was like, what do you mean follow? I was like, somebody just drove all the way to our house. And he was like, um... <laughs> Let's not tell your mom. Yeah. Let's not tell her that. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, let's not. Let's let's not do that. So you know when you say that, oh, a woman must have done something to you know get his attention or her makeup or her clothes or her whatever. How do you explain this? Oh, was she in the It was it was clearly your fault because you were in your car at night. The fact that you exist at night. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? What were you doing outside of the comfort of your home? That's your fault. Also, why were you driving? Why can't you just stay at home? Why are you out there in the streets? Like internally, what, what is this? I am so sorry. How dare you? I apologize. I didn't I, I have the craziest harassment stories. I'm not even going to get into that. And A, I'm not that attractive. And B, like I have I have this like this aura when I'm outside, like, in public, where I'm just, like, completely sarawishy <laughs> and just, <laughs> like, like, don't try it. Do not try me. Face, so. And yet, people do. All the time. So, and and honestly, I'm just going to say this. It, it's, it's probably really bad in Sudan, but it's just as bad in other countries. And that's what I was trying to tell, um, what's her name, the girl who made the oh, video? Yeah, that's where I disagree with Hindar Haidt, too. Because yeah. one, of, one of her points was, um, you know, like, fee Europe, America, you know, girls, they go out and they ride bikes and nobody really cares. And even when they do get harassed, it is legally and socially accepted that it's the harasser's fault. And I'm like, girl, no, <laughs> no. As someone who has lived in Europe, I love Paris. It's one of my favorite places on earth. But the harassment is insane. Like, the whole culture of catcalling is insane. Like, it's crazy. And yes, it and does go from like zero to 100. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, what's up? Can I get your number? Why aren't you smiling? And then as you pass by, the guy's like, oh, well, fuck you, you whore. Like, you think you're all that. You're so ugly. Fuck you and your mom. And you're like, I'm trying to get to work. I, I literally, I left my house because I need to go make some money to pay my bills. And that is it. Like, I did not ask for this. And also, I noticed that a lot of times in Paris, like in the summer when it's really hot, like, 45 fucking degrees hot and you just want to wear something light and comfy and then you leave your house in you know wearing like shorts or a dress or whatever and literally this has happened to me countless times I would walk back into my house and change because I'd be like oh no you know I'm going to that place and I'm gonna take that metro line and oh no I just I don't want to be and yet you still get harassed like even when you make an a, like a very conscious effort to change and wear some jeans and you know just like normal and noticeable clothes you still get harassed and what I was telling um the girl who made the video 
um, about victim blaming is that my friend once got her and it was like very aggressive and whatever. And um, we went to the police so that she could report um, the incident. And so they could like look at the security cameras and identify the guys and all of that. And um, there was two male police officers and one female. And the first thing that one of the two males asked was, what time did this happen and what were you wearing? Wow. And then the female was like, uh, okay, no. She's like, no, no, never mind that question. Just like describe what happened and whatever. And she was trying to, you know. But the guy was literally like, oh, what, like, oh, it was at 1 a.m. Like, were you partying? What were you wearing? Oh, my God. And we're like, But I mean, that's, bruh. Not, that's not surprising, sadly. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, you're right. This is not, like, exclusive to Sudan at all. This is Definitely place. not. And, Definitely know, not. While the, in, the, the frequency may not be as much as Sudan, it still happens, and definitely there is always a good amount of victim blaming. It's never like, yeah, oh, you did something. I know, right? So then after I shared that that thing, um, some guy was like, you know, yeah, Tahabash is bad and everything, but it's not just the man's fault. It's 60% the man's fault and 40% the woman's fault. And I was like, <sighs> I didn't even engage. I was like, okay. Cool. Thanks for those. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay. All right. No. No, we're not going there today. Okay. Nope. I've had enough. I want people to um, separate between harassment, tahadush, and approaching a woman or complimenting a woman. Yeah, I agree. Or whatever. Harassment is not a compliment. التحرش is not a compliment. Saying it is not an insult. Yes, that's exactly what I that in an ideal world that's how we would be living. But like I feel like male attention, whether positive or negative, like whether you know whether appropriate or not, is always going to be seen as a positive thing or like a sign of how attractive you are. You get harassed all the time. Oh my God, you must be so hot. And if you're, oh she's so, oh she's so unattractive or she's so ugly that nobody even harasses her in the street. Like, well, good on her. You know what? I was having. I actually had this conversation with uh, your cousin Ibn Auf, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Well, um, you know, because girls are so sensitive about this um, topic, like." Even if I try to approach a girl and I'm very nice about it and I just want to say hi, uh, she's going to shut me down and she's going to consider it harassment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's her decision. If the girl decides that you're not necessarily invading her space and you're being very cordial and polite and she wants to give you the time of day, fine, good, on, good and well. She'll be receptive, right? She'll be if, she if she doesn't, doesn't want, walk her. away, walk right. away. Yeah. Let her be, walk away. And I understand that because, like, a lot of the, um, just, like, catcalling and approaches and whatever that we get are so negative that you just, you, do, you don't want to speak to people on this, you don't want to. And you're honestly traumatized because of 
how, like, when you are direct with people, like, oh, no, thank you, or please don't, or whatever. It escalates. You get, like, this, like, very aggressive response. And so you become aggressive. Like, it's like a a vicious cycle of, like, you might be nice, but I'm terrified because, like, 95% of my interactions with random strangers on the street of the male persuasion is scary yeah ideally women should be able to differentiate like don't like jump the gun and be like oh every guy is out here to harass me but like when your life is so over overrun by that experience it gets difficult to separate between the two and i feel yeah like and guys should just understand and accept that <laughs> yeah like just a little bit of empathy on that would be nice like this shit happens on a daily basis and it's draining and it's it's sometimes very, very scary and traumatizing. And like, and that's the thing. I don't think men understand that because even um, Abdurrahman was like, well, if I was harassed, like women say they're harassed, I don't think that would be, you know, something that would affect me to the point where, you know, I don't want to leave my house or whatever. And I'm like, well, but you, don't know. you don't really understand what it's like. You really don't know. But it's like when you leave your house and you're trying to get to work and in, you know, whatever, the hour that you take to get to work, and like some of it is really gross and some of it is really mean or aggressive or like humiliating and you just don't want to deal with that. Like you, you don't. It's like, me, to, it's like me as a single person who's never had children. I can talk about having kids all day, every day. I could you know theorize about how i would be as a parent and what i would do and whatever but at the end of the day i have no idea because i have not lived that experience exactly i don't know what it's like to be a parent i don't know what i would do if my kid went crazy and you know like started throwing shit all over the room in a public place and i yeah. i wouldn't know how to control that i could sit here and talk about it all day be like oh i would do this and that and i would get my kid in check and my kid would never do that but i don't know because I've never been in that situation. And it's kind of like the same thing with this. Like, <coughs> nobody's asking you to fully understand. Of course you're not, because this is not you. Exactly. But <coughs> if you could just if you could just not hold it against people, that would be great. I think that's where I'm at at this point. Like, just don't hold it against a girl. If she yeah. doesn't want to talk to you or if she, feel, if she, like, is cold with you or short with you, she could be a bitch. Yes. Some people are just mean. True. But it could also just be from the daily bullshit that she deals with. And, like, just don't take it personal. Just be like, well, she doesn't want to talk to me. Cool. Yeah. And go about your day. I there agree. There are plenty of other women who deserve your time and who would a- actively want <sighs> your attention and your time. Concentrate on those. Yep. And don't so much on the other ones. That's it. Done. 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 With the subject. Done. <coughs> That's it. Okay. So that's our our topics. I'm tired. So my, I'm exhausted. And there's so much other stuff that I could talk about, like that goddamn BuzzFeed video. (gasps) But I just no, (laughs) no. I I what? If if you really want to talk about that, I'm just gonna sum the whole thing up by saying that um, Janet. Mock uh, went on Twitter and said that that video should have been called questions that white people have for black people but are too afraid to ask. And that's, and that's pretty much it, it for me. Yeah, <laughs> that was some bullshit. Um, 
I'd like to move on to something positive. Yes, please. Such as for example, yes sir, yes ma'am. Yay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> are you are you prepared to move on from the trash that was this week? Yes, please. I am to the light mm-hmm. that is positive. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I am ready to drench my soul in some positivity. All right. Um I'm going to go first cuz I have a yes sir. <clears throat> and my yes sir for this week is a little bit different. Okay. Because sometimes it's not about excelling in a specific field or achievement having a certain talent. It's just about being an mm-hmm. all around good person. Yeah. And I feel like that's so rare these days. I agree. Those people who are good and who are nice and who are who understand a decent human being is supposed to be like, I feel like those people need to be shouted out. I agree. So on that note, I am giving a loud and proud yes sir to my friend Ahmed Salah. Yay! Ahmed underscore Sata on Twitter. Because when I tell Get it, you, girl! <laughs> yes, I will say that Ahmed Salah is one of the people that I have met in the last <clears throat> five years. Five? It's five years, yeah. Five or six mm-hmm. years. Who is an incredible human being. He's nice. He's considerate. He is a true friend. And when I say true friend, y'all don't know what friendship is these days. A true friend is somebody who's there for you, who will kick your ass if you need it, and who will be there to like pull you up if you are down. Like this... Ahmed Salah is that man. He is completely in an age where no one is there for anyone and everybody is out for number one. Ahmed Salah is one of the few people who will give you the shirt off his back, who will be there for you, who will sacrifice his own time and his own interests for your sake and your benefit, who will be considerate and understand. Like, well, damn. <laughs> Shout out to him. If you don't know him, get to know him because he is a person worth having in your life. And if you don't care about all that, if, you, if you're like, you know what, I have enough friends, I'm not trying to make no new friends, um, follow him on Snapchat. Yeah, at least do that. I love his Snapchat. Yeah. He's so goddamn funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. And ladies, the man is quite attractive. <laughs> Oh my, I cannot believe you're trying to pimp him out right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to pimp him out. I'm just saying, like, that's an added bonus. Like, he's nice, he's funny, and he's good looking. Like, that is true. He has, like, crazy lashes, mashallah, mashallah. Crazy, mashallah, man. One million, mashallah. I'm not trying to, like, anybody panic. But anyway. All right. Shout out to him. Um, My yes, ma'am. I don't know how to follow, like, all this. That was, that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. My yes, ma'am, for this week is a Sudanese artist called uh, Huda Hashim. Her handle is Huda underscore Hashim. And you can also check out her art on hudarts.com. Either way, we'll link you up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, She makes uh, really nice paintings uh, with like watercolors and then like Arabic calligraphy. Yeah, I really like what she does. I think you should check her out. Uh, support the art. She's a, yeah, she's amazing. She has a really, really nice art. And she has a few videos, I think, yeah. on her. She has a Facebook page and she has videos, of, like time-lapse videos of her. Yeah, doing we'll, we'll include a, a link for that cool. as well. Um, so yeah, that's my Yes Ma'am for this week. <coughs> Great. <coughs> um, <coughs> I'm dying. So, okay. 
Any uh, other piece of random information you want to put out there? The casting of Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in the Shell, and I can't. I just stop it. No. Don't want to talk about it anymore. This is uh, going on my list of movies that I'm just going to pretend are not there, like uh, Nina Simone. And, yeah, exactly. J just I'm, I'm just going to be in denial about those things and not watch them or talk about them. So that's okay. uh, that's my Love plan. It. Can I share one last thing that people should watch? Yes. Um, in my binge of <laughs> Viceland documentaries, Ooh, please don't hate me. I promise this one is really good. <laughs> um, there's a docuseries called Weediket. And yes, you that is a compression of weed and etiquette yeah and it's really really interesting um like each episode explores what how do you say this like um anyway so there's like what this one really cool episode where the guy goes and interviews um parents whose children have um various kinds of cancer in like very advanced stages and who treat that either treat their kids or uh, treat their side effects from the chemotherapy with highly concentrated doses of cannabis oil. Wow. Yeah, the episode is called Stone Kids. And so it raises the question of, does it really work in helping with the cancer? And if it does, as a parent, would you give cannabis oil to, you know, your three-year-old three who's battling with leukemia or whatever? Anyway, it's, um, it's really interesting. And then there's another one um, that follows this guy in Louisiana who was convicted for, I think, marijuana possession. He had like one gram. And he was sentenced to 13 years of prison. What the hell? Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's like regular. It explains um, the whole correlation between the prison system and penalization of marijuana and how prisons get um, federal funds. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. For having, you know, it's it's such a mess, but it's really interesting. So that one's really cool as well. Anyway, just watch watch Weedekit. Thank you for that recommendation. <laughs> You're most welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jotting that down on my list after, you know, reunion shows. Oh. The, the yeah. But you're not, like... You're so behind because, like, now Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is out, and you need to get on that. Um, if you guys have any recommendations for shows or yes sir, yes ma'ams, or even topics that you want us to discuss, you can hit us up on our Twitter at MSNM Podcast, or you can email us all your suggestions at no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Please remember that we really do love hearing from you, and we want to know your opinions about the topics. and about the show, if you want us to change anything or add anything, if you have any suggestions, any comments, we are all ears and are awaiting your feedback. So let us know, and thank you for listening and all that good stuff. But yeah, uh, I think that's it. I need to go blow my nose or try to figure out a way to unblock it because I can't breathe. So I guess that's a wrap for this week. Mm -hmm. Bye, guys. Bye. I'm about to blow my mind. You made me